You're listening to The Dirt on Dating with your host, Noah Scott. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah. Today, we're going to take a glimpse into what it's like to date Jay Reed. Jay Reed is a man of God. He's a hip-hop artist and a husband. He recently relocated from Detroit to Los Angeles to pursue his music career, and he's been married for about two years. Welcome to the show, Jay Reed. How are you? What's up, Noah? All is well, man. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. So so tell everyone that's listening just a little bit of a background for, for who you are and, and you know how you're enjoying marriage so far. Yeah, man. Well, I got a pretty unconventional story. I mean, started, uh, well, born in Springfield, Illinois, if you want to start back that far. Uh, but I was raised in Detroit, Michigan and Inkster, Michigan, which is a small town right outside of Detroit. Grew up, raised by my grandmother. So, you know, that definitely un- uh, untraditional, but I uh, love every minute of it. Went to uh, gr- graduated high school, went to college in Ohio, realized that I didn't like traditional college. So I uh, ended up going uh, graduating uh, from a certification program, which was Specs Howard School of uh, Broadcast Media Arts, all that good stuff. Uh, left there, um, worked at the radio station, realized I didn't want to do that. And, and all along, all during this, I had been pursuing my music. So that's something, that's the one thing that's remained consistent. Um, and now most recently, as you mentioned, the last two years, actually the last six, uh, my wife has been a part of my life. So we were, we met in 2014, got engaged in 2017, got married in 2018. And I've loved every minute of uh, marriage, either ups and downs. We're just, we're, we're learning and, and navigating, you know, these waters together. So still got a long way to go. Yeah. Fantastic. I love, I love the, it's, it's the two thousands have been, a, a, sounds like a nice journey of love and, and creativity and bliss. So Absolutely. Yeah. So let's, you, you mentioned you had a lot of ups and downs. So as, as with every relationship, I think there, are, there's always friction, there's always good times. And, and I think that the deeper you come together, you'll have different levels to, to interact with each other, to support mm-hmm. each other and strengthen each other. So help, help us as listeners, help everyone understand, maybe if we can share a story of a time that you guys went through some really really amazing times. So maybe take us back to first, we'll start with a really awesome story. Something that you lit, you lit up and you knew, man, this is the girl I got to marry. What, what was so, that moment like? Great question. Um, I, I would say I got multiple moments like that, that I could come to mind. I think the, the best one for me is, is just the first day that I met her. It was just pretty unique uh, because I did. I was with three other friends. They all wanted to go to this. It was the day of a Floyd Mayweather fight party, and they wanted to go to a small apartment for the apartment party. And I'm like, no, like let's go to like you know a club. Anyway, I got outvoted. Uh, we ended up going to this apartment. It's like four girls there. I'm pissed. I'm the last guy to walk in. Um, but then as I walk in, I'm like dragging my feet literally, and I mean this is no exaggeration. Um, but literally as I write. Uh, every time they would walk in, they would say hi to somebody and then they would turn left, say hi, turn left. And finally, like when the smoke dust settled, right, I'm like, oh, wow, she is beautiful. This might not be a bad idea after all. So we we joke and say, you know, like, you know, for me, it was definitely love at first sight. She said she thought I was cute. So I'm like, all right, cute, cute at first sight isn't too bad. So anyway, uh, it, it was a unique story because I had a girlfriend at the time. And so her and I were on the rocks. And so, but because of that, I was like, you know what? Let me sit far away and I won't say a word. Mm. And that didn't go well because we started talking about music and playing music and having a few drinks. 
And then it just was a vibe that I never had before in my life. And I, and I, I say, I mean that wholeheartedly. I just was like, I left that night. I ended up getting her number. We laughed. We just, we, it was like nobody was in the room but her and I. And mm. after I left that night, I remember talking about her all day the next day at work. And I remember a coworker was like, yo, listen, I, I'm cool hearing about her, but you've talked about her all day. And her and I, we ended up linking back up later that week. And we just, we always joke and say that we've been dating since the first day we met because I mean, it just, we just haven't looked back since then. You know, it's, it's literally, we've been consistently growing in our relationships. But if but talking about one particular moment, I literally love the moment I met her because, uh, you know, it definitely is the reason we're here today. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So it's a beautiful, that's a beautiful story. And I, I love the, just the magnetic energy. I can already feel it just in your voice and, and the way yeah. that you have such admiration and, and it's been a long time together. You, you've had, yes. you've been able to grow from just that first interaction. And so some of the things I'd love to talk about during this chat would be, you know, the, the fidelity, keeping things fresh. How do you be a good partner for somebody? Yeah. I think those are, there's going to be some really uh, great topics to explore. But I think before that, I'd like to discuss this concept of your previous relationship being on the rocks and how you dealt mm-hmm. with with right. meeting, I didn't even, meeting, I skipped it. Yeah. So you met someone new while yep. you're in this relationship and in LA in the world of DMS and the world of just social right. media and Tinder and options everywhere. How, how, what advice would you have for people that are maybe having this grass is greener on the other side, or maybe they're in relationships on the rocks and, and they're just wondering a, how to get out of it or B how to find something quote unquote better. So another great question. And just to close that last chapter in in regards to that answer, I ended up, and this is partial answer to your next question, but I ended up after about a week, I ended up sitting down with my ex and literally I just sat down and I was extremely honest and I told her, hey, this isn't working out. And she agreed. Um, And we went our separate ways and and I just went to be on with my, my, my current wife. But to answer your question, the advice I would give somebody who who is not sure, you know, if it's something better uh, on the other side, I think uh, you don't know until you know, right? And I, and I always tell people, it doesn't, you don't want somebody new the moment you see somebody new. It was something leading up to that that even opened you up to say, maybe it's better, green grass is greener on the other side, right? And so I say that to say, I was open in that moment because I knew my ex and I, we, we had horrible communication. You know, we, it was no type of chemistry. I felt she was not open. You know, she later even, you know, admitted that in a, in a conversation we had maybe months later afterwards, admitted that she wasn't as open in a relationship. And I know I had my negative parts that roles that I played in the relationship as well. Right now, with that being said, all of these things snowballed and, it, it really opened up the door for me to meet somebody new and realize that, oh, wow, you have everything that my current girlfriend is missing. Right. And so uh. with that being said, I don't think that even I went about it the proper way. I think for anybody who, who, who I could get advice to, it would be, you know who you're dealing with. You know, we, we, we ignore signs when we see potential. I think sometimes people fall in love with the potential of what a relationship could become, of what somebody could become. And you find yourself three to four years or even more down the line, you know, and, and nothing has changed. Right. And it's either that or you find yourself being susceptible to a, a new a new person. Right. Like you said, on, on a Tinder or an Instagram or you see somebody, you're like, man, let me. 
reach out to her now, right? So I would say, and again, this is just advice that I didn't even take in the moment, if I'm being completely transparent, but it would be just deal with your stuff first, right? You, you Because, you know, even the person that you, you got your eyes on, maybe they aren't the person, but maybe they're just more appealing to it currently, right? Mm-hmm. So deal with that thing. And then I think open yourself up. But, but if you know, you know when you know. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting concept. There's, there, there's the deal with in, dealing with yourself first. I think a lot of times we are never going to be completely ready. There's yeah. always self-work to do. And I think there's a certain amount of due diligence that you're going to have to put in. But once you, once, you, once you achieve the level of like, all right, I've got enough momentum with myself. I feel yeah. like I'm not going to be a disaster when I, when I land in a relationship and maybe I'll yeah. have some value that I'll bring to the relationship. Then I think, yeah, it's, it's a great time to get in there and, and, and meet someone and, and yeah. bring that value that you've had, that, all that stuff that you've been working on. And then together as a team, you guys can work on some other stuff. So with, with that said, what, let's, let's talk a little bit about this concept of partnerships. So how do you guys make each other better? Tell us a story of a time that you perhaps felt super empowered or just that this wife of yours has got your back and like you're, you're a better man because of it. Yeah, you know what? I think that is uh, probably the the biggest thing about our marriage is that I always feel like she is pushing me to the next level and and not even pushing me to the next level. I always tell her what I appreciate the most about her is that she doesn't let me settle. Right. And, and, and again, just, and I guess to, to answer your question for me being raised by my grandmother, it was really humble beginnings. Um, and I won't go into details, but with that being said, I think for me, having, having enough has always been enough. And for my wife, coming in and seeing, again, my potential, right? But but also like seeing my work ethic that met, that matched that potential. She's like, no, like you deserve so much more. And so an example is just in my music. I remember I had started a label, it was like my circle music group. And I was just dealing with a bunch of friends. You know, you put business together with a bunch of friends and it's tough, but it was my wife who kind of started, who was outside, gave me an outside perspective, like, you know, no, you know, I love your guys, you know, but at the end of the day, like you, you need people around that are actually helping you grow in this business and not just people who you put in position because you're friends. And so she would literally introduce me to people. She introduced me to the gentleman who ended up becoming my manager. And, and me and this guy have done so much. Like I performed on TV, you know, I've, you know, it's just been a, a, a snowball effect of positivity because my wife is always putting me in positions to win because she believes I deserve more. But to elaborate just on a, on a concept of partnership, it is a very complicated thing. I won't make it seem like it's all peaches and roses. Partnership is extremely hard because what you have to realize is that just like in any type of relationship, a friendship, you know, father, son, any type of relationship, you got us know, you got to understand that two become one, right? So I have to be open to your thoughts and your ideas and the way that you do things for this relationship to work, right? And then I can offer uh, maybe advice. I can offer a way of doing things. But then even when I do that, I got to be respectful in my delivery. And so I think I fall short a lot with my delivery. You know, I'm well-intended. I'll I'll try my best to, to teach, right? And and, and it's not even received or, you know, by my wife because of my delivery, because of my tone. And so for us, when I think about partnership, I think about it's me realizing what her buttons are, her realizing what mine are, and, and us realizing that a lot of our arguments, we're on the same page. We're trying to get to the same point, 
but we got to respect each other's buttons on our journey to get there, you know? And so we don't have too many issues. We don't have any issues in regards to infidelity. That's something that we definitely dealt with when we were boyfriend, girlfriend, right? And and we just were immature. But while being engaged, while being married, our biggest issue has been communication. (laughs) And for me uh, to be a great partner, I have to be able to hear her. I have to be able to not only hear her, I have to be able to actually receive what she's saying, apply it, be able to follow up because I was actually listening. And I think that's being a good partner. A good partner isn't having all the answers. It's just sometimes it's just being a listening ear. And so these are things I'm learning. Again, these are things I'm learning and, and my wife is learning and we continue to work on these things over time. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's true evolution, you know, and, and the effort that you put into it really is appreciated. I think the doing doing those little simple things are just like the, the secret to being a better boyfriend or being a better girlfriend, yep. really, you know? Okay. Yeah. So with that in mind, let's shift gears a little bit and t- let's talk about the intimacy and keeping things fresh during a relationship of this, you know, this length. So, you mm-hmm. know, we talked, we touched about communication. We talked about how important being truthful and, and supportive is what, a- and, and, and listening and being attentive. How do you keep things fresh in the bed? You know what? That is, that is, a, that's a great conversation to have. And it's so funny that you ask because lately, we speak about marriage a lot on our social media platforms. And I think that's one thing that I, I want to touch on more is being physically attracted to your partner. Right. And I think for us, I can't say that we go out of our way to make sure that we're like, this is just like a natural. We just got chemistry. It, it's, and I think we've always had physical chemistry, like strong physical chemistry. Some people don't have it as naturally. And with that being said, I think you do have to be intentional about making sure that you're showing your partner, like I'm attracted to you, right? And so for me, if my wife is walking by, you know, I, I, I'm making sure I'm putting my hands on her some type of way, right? Like I can hit her on the behind or, you know, just like I just, whatever it is, just to kind of keep it, you know, let her know that I am and always will be attracted to you. And, and also compliments are huge. But you know what I realized, and I think this came with maturity, all of the physical touches and all of this stuff is cool, but I think what's really what really turns a partner on is is all is the things that that you do for them that they love, right? And so for me, listening to my wife or her seeing me work, these things these are different things that turn her on, right? If I if she sees me like in my element, like if I if I kept my word and, and did what I said I was gonna do, if she sees me like I always tell her, I'm like you just love like like when I get an accomplishment, I I just know like. We are going to connect, you know. But with that being said, I think our sexual drive comes from us always pleasing each other outside of the sex, mm-hmm. right? So it's kind of, for me, I'm an intellect. I, I like to believe I'm an intellect. I love conversations with her. I get turned on, like, if she is willing to, like, sit up and converse with me, like, I'm like, all right, let's go in here, you know. Just think. So if I could give any advice about just keeping it fresh, it's, you know, it's not always the physical part. That's like insanity, believing that you're going to keep trying to have sex and all of a sudden you become physically attracted. Sometimes it's outside of that, right? It may be conversation that's intimate. It may be, you know, let's go out for dates and that, that sparks something. But keeping it fresh and making sure that you're trying to please the partner in multiple ways, I think that that all goes back to the sexual relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And as we're, we're working towards wrapping up, I want to, I want to get a, just a nice story of maybe a time that the two of you had a really incredible adventure. And so 
perhaps it was like a date that was a, an anniversary or something, or maybe it was just something that just so we can get a better idea for, for how the two of you function when you're, when you're out on an adventure. And it could be, it could be something kinky. It could be something romantic, but yeah, just paint us a picture yeah. of one of your most memorable adventures. Let's see here. I would say one of our adventures would definitely be, we've had, we had, we've had many, I think. So I, I won't go to kinky route. I, I don't mind at all. But when I think about our adventures, it's just like, I don't know, just kind of us like taking on the world together. And, uh, and, and I remember I had an opportunity. I won a competition uh, that allowed me to be able to, I was flown to Cal. This is when we lived in Detroit. I was flown to California and I, it was just one ticket though. Right. So it was me, I got flown and And then I remember she went, she got a ticket without me knowing and like sent me the, the, the ticket. Like I'll be in California too. And like, and it was just crazy. Cause like it was, it was unexpected. And, and we came out here and I just remember just thinking like, I, this is like my, my wife, like she wasn't in my wife at the time. She was, and she had literally made it her job to make sure that she was here uh, and uh, thousands of miles away to support me. That was definitely an adventure because I was able to perform on TV. She was in the audience. I shouted her out on national TV, you know, like letting her, know, you know, the world know that's my, that's my future wife. That was definitely exciting. And, uh, and if I could go kinky, I would say, you know, we had, we went to Florida, I remember, with her family. And that was exciting because we were kind of inside like these little, uh, this community and it was just fun to be able to like sneak out in the middle of the night and like go park inside of some random driveway and make sure nobody actually stayed at the home and just do what we do, right? And so, so that was that was fun, and it's it's always fun, it's always exciting with her. And I think what we bring out of each other is like just keep just keeping it spontaneous, right? It's like no, let's do it. I don't think either one of us are just super outgoing but i think together we're both like forget it let's just do it god <laughs> so if i see a random car pull up in my driveway <laughs> with the headlights on i'm like oh that's jay reed hey just close the blinds give us a few minutes <laughs> yeah that's a, that's fantastic i love i love those stories so it sounds like you guys are on a on a really awesome adventure and supporting each other along the way it's a, it's it's a beautiful story to have so thank you man Killer, man. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. What final question, what would be your advice for your younger self? Man. Related to um, dating, of, of course. Of course, absolutely. My advice to my younger self would be, let's see, it would be treat, treat women, treat the women right in front of you. Just like every woman. Oh, okay. I got you. Every woman that you meet does not have to be a woman that you date or have a sexual intercourse with, or because I think a lot of friendships probably when I was younger got ruined, right? Because it became more about sex or, or dating when it, when really it was a strong friendship to begin with. And so if I could tell my younger self anything, that's probably what it would be with just, Hey, I know, you know, the peer pressure is going to tell you sleep with a bunch of women and, you know, date around and do all of this stuff. But you know, if you can be mature and, and kind of keep some of those friendships, they'll last you forever. Absolutely. Well, wise words. Yeah. Yeah, man. Which I, mean, I, wish, I wish I would have taken that advice. Yeah. Well, you know, now all the, the, the mini me's out there can, can put it into practice. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right, Jay Reed. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Likewise. Thanks, Noah. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. Don't forget to swing by Apple, search for The Dirt on Dating Show, and leave us a positive review. We love those five-star reviews. And if you want to be featured on the show, 
swing by dirtondating.com slash single to introduce yourself. You can also just DM me on Instagram at follow Noah. That's it for this one. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe, talk dirty, and we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.